Hi, I'm Adam Sanford. I'm an academic life coach and professor in Los Angeles. And I'm Dinur Bloom. I'm a college professor in Los Angeles. And this is Learning Made Easier, a podcast where we discuss how we learn and how we teach and how they overlap. episode 69, How to Summarize. This is the first of seven episodes in our critical thinking series about using the squared method. Critical thinking is a critical component of succeeding in college, but many students have never been taught how to think critically. The squared method, which we'll be devoting the next seven episodes to, outlines seven methods of increasing this skill. Summarizing, questioning, unpacking, analyzing, relating, explaining, and defining. In this episode, we're going to talk about summarizing. Now, summarizing is the art of taking a four-paragraph book section or a one-hour lecture and boiling it down to its main points. It's a skill you'll need both as the skill itself and so you can paraphrase what a source said when you need to cite it without quoting directly. This is not as easy as it sounds, but it's also not as hard as it may seem. Because summarize means say the same thing in fewer words. And you do this by getting rid of details and other unnecessary information. Fortunately, there are some rules for doing this. Read each sentence. Ask yourself, do I need this information to understand what the source is about? If you do, then it's either a main idea or a direct support, and it stays in your summary. If you don't need it to understand the main point, it's a detail, and you can take it out. The main idea will usually be pretty obvious, but sometimes it's hard to figure out the difference between a direct support and a detail. If you're not sure whether the information is a direct support or a detail, ask yourself, does this information support the main idea within one step? In other words, can you go from this information to the main idea without any other information? If the answer is yes, it's direct support. If no, it's a detail and you can safely remove it. Now, before you start, you'll need to read through the material and identify the main point. What idea seems to be the central one? Which sentence seems to be the one that all the other sentences are supporting? Sometimes it's the first sentence, sometimes it's the last sentence, but sometimes it shows up in the middle. And it's important to know what the main idea is before you start digging for direct supports and details. So as an example, we're going to take apart the introductory paragraph of a chapter that Denor and I and a friend of ours, Stacy, recently had accepted for publication. We'll provide the text of our examples in the show notes if you want to go to our webpage and read along as we take them apart. So here's this paragraph. In the spring of 2020, the academic world was shaken to its foundations by the rapid changes demanded by the appearance of COVID-19. Historically, higher education has changed slowly and incrementally, usually due to external pressure such as new laws or regulations. Higher education institutions are structured as bureaucracies, and the known inability of bureaucracies to make rapid change, we argue, is in many cases exacerbated by the culture and mindset bureaucracies create for the actors that work within them, what we here call bureaucraticity. 
we will show that this culture and mindset rest on the idea that bureaucracy creates safety, predictability, and stability, and should be protected and preserved. Bureaucraticity, or the culture of the bureaucratic mindset, created many additional roadblocks to the quick pivot needed when COVID-19 became a reality. So reading through this paragraph, we can see the main point is at the end. It's the last sentence. The mindset of bureaucracy, which we called bureaucraticity, is the biggest reason higher ed had trouble making a rapid shift once COVID-19 came on the scene. Now let's take this apart one sentence at a time. So this first sentence is, in the spring of 2020, the academic world was shaken to its foundations by the rapid changes demanded by the appearance of COVID-19. While this sentence is dramatic, we probably don't need anything beyond the dates and the issue, COVID-19's appearance. Let's shorten it. In spring 2020, COVID-19 caused rapid changes to academia. The second sentence, historically, Higher education has changed slowly and incrementally, usually due to external pressures such as new laws or regulations. Now the important pieces of this sentence are about higher ed's traditional reactions and what caused them. This is only one step away from the main point, which is that bureaucracy is the cause of the problem. We'll see that in the next sentence. Not the main idea, but it is a direct support. So let's shorten it down and just keep the important bits. Change in higher education is historically slow and only as a reaction to outside pressures. Now the third sentence is, higher education's institutions are structured as bureaucracies and the known inability of bureaucracies to make rapid change, we argue, is in many cases exacerbated by the culture and mindset bureaucracies create for the actors that work within them, what we here call bureaucraticity. This sentence is pretty long, but it has important information and it's the main point of the paragraph. This is what causes bureaucracy to be slow when it changes. Still, it can be shortened to remove details. The bureaucratic culture, or bureaucraticity, is one of the main reasons higher education has trouble with rapid change. The fourth sentence. We will show that this culture and mindset rest on the idea that bureaucracy creates safety, predictability, and stability, and should be protected and preserved. Now this sentence is just elaborating on the previous sentence, so we can shorten this down as well. Bureaucraticity rests on bureaucracy creating stability. And finally, the fifth sentence, bureaucraticity, or the culture of the bureaucratic mindset, created many additional roadblocks to the quick pivot needed when COVID-19 became a reality. This sentence ties two previous sentences together. Again, it can be shortened. It created problems when quick changes were required due to COVID-19. Here's the summary. In spring 2020, COVID-19 caused rapid changes to academia. Change in higher education is historically slow and only as a reaction to outside pressures. The bureaucratic culture or bureaucraticity is one of the main reasons higher education has trouble with rapid change. Bureaucraticity rests on bureaucracy creating stability. It created problems when quick change was required due to COVID-19. Now the writing is much more terse here, but the main ideas are all still there in the summary. That's a good summary. 
Now, as another example, here's a paragraph from one of the books Denor will be publishing soon about student athletes and their experiences in college. Student athletes receive explicit and implicit messages about the importance of school from their families, friends, coaches, teammates, and various academic personnel on campus. Messages from family, coaches, and advisors explicitly and overwhelmingly preach academic support leading to success, while implicit messages from coaches may include implied focus on football and basketball at Power 5 schools, but also include the threat of sport-related punishment for underperformance in the classroom, regardless of school. These punishments include early practices or extra running before practice, assigning extra study hall hours until grades are raised, reducing playing time for missed practices, or potentially either awarding or removing a scholarship, depending on both athletic and academic achievement. The main point in the paragraph is, coaches may think they are telling student athletes to do well in classes, but their actions send the message that underperforming in the classroom will be punished using their sport. Now, let's look at each sentence. The first sentence, student athletes receive explicit and implicit messages about the importance of school from their families, friends, coaches, teammates, and various academic personnel on campus. Now, the details, they are important, but we can still shorten this in a summary because it has a lot of detail. The first sentence could be, student athletes are told to prioritize school from people they care about. The second sentence has three parts. So the first part, because it's a very long sentence, is messages from family, coaches, and advisors explicitly and overwhelmingly preach academic effort leading to success. Again, this has quite a bit of detail, mainly due to the repetition of the names of all those different groups. But in a summary, we don't need to know all the groups. They're just people the student cares about. We can also drop all the adverbs because they don't add information so much as emphasis, which means their details too. So the revised version of the sentence would be, they emphasize academic effort as a path to success. We can say they because it refers to people they care about in the previous summary sentence. Second sentence, second part. While implicit messages from coaches may include implied focus on football and basketball power five schools. This is a however clause saying the messages are sometimes mixed, but again, lots of detail can be stripped away. So the revised sentence might be something like, However, coaches at some schools, or maybe even Power 5 schools, imply the sport is more important. Finally, the third part of the second sentence says, but also include the threat of sport-related punishment for underperformance in the classroom, regardless of school. This describes the pressures that student-athletes face from coaches, but we can shorten that too. So the revised version would be, and many coaches threaten sport-related punishment due to low grades. The third sentence, these punishments include extra practices or extra running before practice, assigning extra study hall hours until grades are raised, reducing playing time for missed classes, or potentially awarding or removing a scholarship depending on athletic and academic achievement. While this is interesting, it's also mostly detail. We've already said sport-related punishment, and this is just a list of examples, which are generally not main points or direct supports. We can add in a clause at the end of the second summary sentence to summarize this without making it its own sentence. So a revised version would be, 
and many coaches threaten sport-related punishment due to low grades, including extra practice, extra study hall, or removal of scholarships. So here's the summary paragraph. Student athletes are told to prioritize school from people they care about. They emphasize academic effort as a path to success. However, coaches at some schools imply the sport is more important, and many coaches threaten sport-related punishment due to low grades, including extra practice, extra study hall, or removal of scholarships. Notice the summary paragraphs are not intended to be part of a paper or something you turn in for credit. They're for you to notice the main points and organize the main ideas in the source material. If you were summarizing my paragraph to cite it as a paraphrase, for example, you might use a sentence from your summary, but surround it with discussion of the issues that I raise in the paragraph. So the way students can use this is try this method out on something non-threatening, like a newspaper article. Once you're done, give the summary and the original article to a friend to read and ask them if you missed anything important. Practice this. It's a skill you can learn. And over time, you'll find you're getting better at summarizing, which also means you're getting better at paraphrasing, another important college skill. And teachers, Realize most of your students don't know how to summarize or paraphrase. Take them through an exercise like this to help them learn how to pick out main points, direct supports, and details so they can learn to summarize your lectures and the material they're learning and paraphrase the sources that they're using for their papers and their projects. So that's what we have for you in episode 69. If you're finding this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. We're always hoping to get new subscribers so we can help more people. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Android. We're hosted on Blueberry.com. Also, we would really appreciate it if you wrote a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to join us next week for episode 70, when we'll talk about how to question what you're learning, the next step in the squared method. You've been listening to Learning Made Easier, a podcast about how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. We want to say thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon who make this podcast possible. If you want to support us, please go to www.patreon.com slash learningmadeeasier. We look forward to seeing you next week.